should you be friends with your coaching clients? All on today's episode of Coaching Uncovered podcast. This is the Coaching Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Emily Hodge, where I cover or uncover some of the biggest coaching industry questions that many of us are asking so that we can get underneath what makes coaching work and where it might even go wrong for individuals and as an industry to help its reputation and worth grow well into the 22nd century to have even more impact. I hope you enjoy the series. I recently told an old client who wanted to come back for potentially new coaching that I didn't want to coach her because I wanted to be her friend. And it was fairly obvious during our time of originally coaching that that probably was going to happen. There were some things in our life that were very similar and that we had ended up chatting about outside of coaching sessions that felt really, really appropriate. We both agreed it wouldn't be right for me to coach her and I told her I don't want to be her coach. And it got me thinking that there are many situations in coaching life where we grapple sometimes with the idea of being friends with somebody, either a client or having a client um, who's been an original friend. So I wanted to talk about it on the podcast to think about the scenarios that we might go through and to talk through some of the solutions or ways that we can either be friends or not and have boundaries for when things need to have a boundary. So years ago, when I was uh, cancer coaching, I found that a lot of the clients who came to me were in a stage where they were still really recovering from their cancer. They still needed um, more emotional support than I currently give now in my coaching. And that's fine because that's what I was there to do and that's what I'm trained to do. But I also recognised how similar people's stories were at times to my own. And it doesn't surprise you that in your own coaching journey and experiences, you will feel there are sometimes people and there are sometimes scenarios and stories that really resonate with you. Um, that actually might help you in terms of your own you know, personal development. But you also know that you need to have some control and boundaries over what you do with that information. Um, and sometimes it becomes really clear that that person might resonate with you more than just as a coach in, in the sense of you really feel like there could be a friendship there. One thing about this I've been thinking about a lot over the last few years is the reason why I didn't become a full doctor of psychology and the reason why I didn't then um, alternatively train to be in counselling, I know why it was. It was because when I had originally looked into it and done some sort of shadowing days and experience of it, it felt to me at the time that I had to be almost a different type of person. Certainly with counselling, I felt like I needed to make myself bland and completely a sounding board. And with psychology, it felt like there was much more of a, a boundary around, you know, your line with a client, which is absolutely right. That doesn't mean to say I don't have that with coaching. But what I didn't want to do is devoid myself of personality and not have a presence, actually. I, I think I've probably always inadvertently wanted to show myself um, within the profession that I do. But I also wanted to make sure that 
it was almost like a value match when people come to you, which with counselling and psychology you may not have because you're not necessarily looking for the person's personality, you're looking for their skill. Now you're looking for the same with coaching, but I would argue that having a personal brand within your coaching is vital to help people resonate with the skill that you also then have. So it's not unlikely that you grapple with wanting sometimes your clients to be your friends or sometimes recognising that clients want to be your friend and you may or may not want that. And sometimes also not necessarily knowing the boundary of connections. You know, there'll be times when you're connecting with people online, having great conversations, but you're not clear whether or not this person is just having a chat or whether they'd like to be a client. So I'm going to talk through some of those scenarios um, and think about what you can do. And you'll have your own ways of doing this as well, plus who you're registered with or who your supervision company or person is will be able to guide you on this and who you are insured with. There should be some information in your insurance about protection, self-protection, I would say. I think when we are coaches um, in the way that I coach, so that's without associates, without a big team, without having um, partners, we are our brand, we are the business, we are the brand, we are the coach, we are the um, communicator. And that can be brilliant because it means that you are so in control of what you do and who you speak to and how you run your business. It can also be a downfall because you are trying to do too much probably if you don't have a VA team or a designer or a something to help you do all the bits that you can't possibly do. But also it's sometimes a downside because you need sounding boards to be able to understand, you know, what's happening with your clients, what kind of development you're taking as a coach, as a business owner. And sometimes the things that are tricky to work out, like, you know, what's happening with this client. And sure, supervision will help this. But even before you take it to supervision, you're probably thinking about the answers yourself. So this really suits this discussion if you're that kind of coach as well, when you don't have many um, you might have friends around you, like your coaching friends around you, but you don't necessarily have like partners that you can ask about this. I want to go through the scenarios because there's quite a few and how you react to them will help you work out, you know, whether or not you are going further than you maybe could be with uh, your boundary of friendship or you're being too boundaried and you're being very closed. So let's have a look. First of all, a really common scenario might be old friends who want to become your client. So that's someone who you've known for a while. Um, you may still be in touch or they're kind of you know reappearing from somewhere and they decide they want to be your client. Now, this is someone you've had a history with in one way or another, and they then want to be you know part of your professional world. They're willing to pay you. They've made that clear. But you have to decide whether you take that previous friendship in whatever state it was, and and make it into the client relationship. The things you want to ask yourself here are, are they the right person, irrespective of whether they are an old friend, you know, someone from your past in one way or another, are they the ideal client for you? And if they are, then you can ask yourself, does it feel appropriate for me to, you know, take this person on, given whatever history you have as a client, only you can really answer that unless there's been real sort of like trust issues in the past, but only really you can answer that. But going back to the question of are they your ideal client, you need to ask yourself that first because just because they're an old friend does not mean they're going to be the right client. 
And that's where understanding who exactly you help is vital. And not just who you help, but the stage of their change that they're at. Because if they're not at the right stage and you take them on as a client, your old connection in terms of your friendship could be at risk as well. And you may decide it doesn't matter because I'm they're so right for me or I'm willing to take that risk because I believe that I can help them change and my old friendship with them or my old connection with them is irrelevant now. The one thing you might want to do is almost have a discussion with them about that, which is I've been thinking about this because I know we've been connected in the past, you know, you are my exact ideal client. I want to make sure that you understand the boundary that I've got. Um, you know, I won't bring up things from our past unless you feel it's relevant. I also know, I want you to know that, you know, I'm seeing you as an individual now. That kind of thing where you're showing respect for who they are. But only you can make that decision. It really depends on the type of coaching you offer, the type of coach you are, and the match that you believe this person is. Value match as well as match in them being your ideal client. So another scenario is a new friend who wants to become your client. This is different to the old friend because you have less history, um, but it's someone you might have met quite recently and they've you know, obviously discovered what you do and are really in love with it and they want your help. It's not dissimilar to the previous answer about what you do here, but you don't have the history to go on. What you do need to ask yourself is, are they right? Are they the right client for me? It could be interesting, this one, because if they're a new friend, you might find it harder to tell them they're not your ideal client, like they're not as advanced in the place that they need to be to benefit from your help. That's how you can say it. Um, but also you might worry, you know, they're a new friend, they don't know me very well. So how will they react if I say my pricing or how will they react if I say during the coaching something that they you know, may not like? Again, you have to go on what kind of coach you are and the way that you coach and who you coach generally to understand what you think the impact would be on your new friendship. You would also need to probably have a conversation with them, which is, I know we're relatively new friends, um, you know, you are exactly the right ideal client for me, but just so you know, when I see you down the pub or when I see you down the next mum's group, um, you know, this isn't going to be a conversation that I bring out. I need you to know that this is private between you and me, what goes on. The other thing you might decide is actually, no, you, you want this new friend to be your friend, 100% your friend and not your client you know that somebody else could help them better because if even if you could be the best coach for them, you'll worry that they are, I don't know, annoyed with you in the next time you see them or the next time you bump into them in the park. So you can then make that decision as well, which is that even though I think I'd be a really good coach for you, I really want to refer you to this person who I know is great and would suit you. Plus, I'd really like to just, you know, keep having coffees with you informally. You also get to decide that. You obviously have to be clear with that. Um, and clear with them and clear with yourself about sticking to that boundary and of course they're not informally coaching them for free um, should you find that you're sitting at the kitchen table or outside um, and offering advice so what about new connections who want to befriend you new connections I usually mean by people who you've kind of met online you know you've been liking each other's stuff or they've been liking your stuff um, and they want to be your friend how do you know they want to be your friend well it just becomes clear in the conversation that they're not really looking for coaching firstly um but you know they keep the conversation going 
that can be really lovely because you like chatting and you want to chat and you want to hang out with people, right? Like-minded people. But it also can be a drain on your energy and your time, of which you may not have a lot. And you not being clear in what they want is probably a drain for you, your mental capacity. So in order to bypass that, you just have to decide for yourself what you want from this new connection. If you want clarity, then you can ask for it, which is, you know, after X number of times you've been in touch and you're feeling like I need to know and it feels appropriate, you can say, you know, we've been chatting for a while. I just want to be clear. Are you looking for a coach or do you think I would be able to support you as a coach in this or um, shall we just keep chatting informally? You know, I know it sounds like you're trying to formalise stuff and friendship isn't really formalised, is it? But when you're a coach, you may need to formalise things in order to protect your energy and your time and to protect your boundaries and to protect your professionalism too. You will have an instinct for who you are enjoying talking to and who you're not enjoying talking to so much. That is your personal preference and that is what we tend to do when we make friends, right? But taking the same approach with your potential clients can be tricky because you're not trying to be somebody's friend and you don't necessarily want to be somebody's friend. You do want them to know that you have similar values probably and that you align in certain ways, but you may need to be clearer sometimes that you don't want a friendship. And that can be hard because you don't want to hurt people's feelings. You don't want to let people down. You also want to be liked so that maybe in future this person does become your client. But that's when the murky line of how to prevent imbalance taking place, which is you feeling like a bit icky about communication that you're having because you're not clear where it's going. You haven't made it clear to the person that actually you're eventually probably going to ask them if they want to be a client of yours. Um, But you also know, hang on a minute, they might want to be a friend. So you're not sure either. So you worry that you've been leading people on without being clear. You go round and round in circles. So trying to be as clear as possible with yourself at the start and then with another person as soon as possible is really the best way, even though that's hard because that's formalising something that is usually less formal. So let's have a look at what about new connections who clearly have made it clear they want to be your client, but then they also want to be your friend and you might want to be their friend too, right? So it depends whether you've taken them on as a client or not in this instance. Let's pretend you have and then it becomes clear that there's really aligned things that you want to do and talk about after you have finished coaching. I personally don't see any problem with this. What I think you want to be careful of is during your coaching period, how you make sure you have boundaries around what you're talking about, what timings you're giving people. Um, I won't even say favoritism because if you run your business and you know that you're doing it in an ethical way, like there isn't really favoritism, there's the way you run your business. But you just want to be clear with yourself about how much capacity you have to Um, be a friend as well as a coach, knowing that after the coaching time is over, you'd quite like to be their friend. (laughs) It's a bit complicated, but I know you'll be able to think that through sensibly. So what about another scenario? Friends of friends who want to pick your brain or even friends who want to pick your brain 
uh, and be in informal contact with you to learn more about what you do. So friends of friends or friends who want to pick your brain. This isn't dissimilar to the scenario of not being clear about whether somebody's befriended you for friendship or being a client. First of all, people who want to pick your brain, it's perfectly reasonable that people do, but you can be really clear in how much time you have to have your brain picked. You get to decide as well. Maybe you have a policy where you don't do sort of just really informal chats because you don't have time, which is perfectly within your right. But for some people, because you like them or because you like their friend, you'll do it. Like, it's totally up to you what you do. I would definitely say you don't have to let everyone pick your brain because you don't have the capacity to have your brain picked. But what about the people who kind of want to pick your brain? Maybe you say yes and then it keeps being picked. (laughs) The only person who can control that is you and you have to be really clear that eventually, you know, after the first time or even you let it go second and third, which is probably a bit too much, you say, you know what, this is becoming more coaching relationship. What I'd now suggest is that you um, pay for three hours of my time because I know I could be the better coach for you that way. Um, Or you say that right away. It's completely up to you what your boundary is and it can change, but just make sure that you know what your boundary is because otherwise you'll get annoyed every time you have to answer a question or every time you need to go back to something. Um, But the annoyance really is that you haven't been clear with yourself and that other person. Sometimes people will take advantage, but you just have to make it clear what what you're willing to stretch to or not stretch to. So what about another scenario, which is new connections, um, particularly of coaches, just like you, similar to you, Um, Let's say whose content that you resonate with. So people who you really respect in your industry who are maybe similar to you, maybe similar niche or maybe similar style or message or brand, um, who are definitely coaches. So they could be classed as competitors, although, you know, whether we say we have competitors or not is another thing. But what about them? Because you might want to chat with them um, and sometimes even pick their brain equally and them yours but you may not want to be their client. They may not want to be your client, but actually it's much clearer, I think, that there could be a friendship there. So this is different in the sense that they're like a peer already. However, I'll tell you where this can be a struggle is particularly in my instance right now where I coach coaches. So how do I tell the difference between a coach who might want to be a peer versus want to be a client or who I want to be a peer and a friend versus I want to be a client (laughs) you can't always tell all you can do and all I do is be as genuine as possible and I'm very similar in any situation I'm in it's not like I formalize myself um, to the nth degree when I become someone's coach but I do formalize the process So I'll say that again. I don't formalise myself, so I don't become a different person, but I do formalise the process. And what can happen here, which is really helpful for you to think about, is sticking to the way that you run your programme, whoever the person is, whether they're an old friend, a new friend that you've decided to take on, a new coach, a new coaching connection to you, who might you might want to be a friend with one day, but is currently a client, anybody you use the same structure and process that you always use because that will help you feel that you're being equitable 
amongst anyone you're working with, although not that they would always know, but that's a whole other issue, but for yourself to feel like you have a boundary, like this is how I am with my clients, not this is how I am and I'm really formal and I'm different and I you know, don't say certain things, but more so this is the thing I give my clients and this is not what I give my friends and this is what I give my friends and not what I give my clients. Only you can decide on that and only you can sort that out in your head before you then offer your program or your friendship to somebody. So I hope that's been useful today. I don't think this is talked about very much and I think it should be something we do cover in supervision with our supervisors and our coachees, but I don't know whether we speak about it that much, you know, very publicly. Because it's it's icky as well. It can be like, oh, hey, we're having this connection and in my mind I'm like, oh, I really want to be your friend. Um but it may not go that way. Also, somebody may not want to be your friend or your client. Think about that. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this ramble and um, let me know what you think. See you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coaching Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Emily Hodge. To find more episodes, find me over on Instagram at gentle underscore life underscore mindful underscore business, where I share each episode as they're launched and hear your comments too. You can find the podcast on iTunes and Acast also. Have a great day.